This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC. One-timer coming, they score! Ripped in! A bomb from Perrix! Women's WCHA. Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies. The National Hockey League. Kaprizov in for a chance to win it! He scores! And everything from the state of hockey. St. Cloud Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title. Welcome to the Huskies Warming House Podcast Den. interview segment this episode for number 61 i am nick mesh and joining by my co-host noah grant uh noah a couple of women's hockey alumni were joining us this week uh was there any particular moment in this week's episode uh that you enjoyed the most yeah, I mean, I, I really like the discussion that we have a lengthy discussion, uh, as we do with a lot of our women's guests about the, the growth of the game. Uh, it's just an overall fantastic interview. Uh, two ladies who were just fun to talk to, not only in the interview, but uh, at before and after as well. Just great people, great personalities. Uh, the one thing uh, I will challenge fans is to uh, listen to the very end of this one, because I thought especially Molly's uh, answer near the end of the show about the growth of the game was a really fantastic one. But overall, uh, hard to pick out a favorite. It was just that good. Uh, I, I agree. Just a fantastic episode. And with that, uh, without further ado, I should say, you can tell it's Monday, Noah. That, uh, <laughs> let's welcome in Molly Alakainen and Hannah Brooks. Welcome into the Healthy Scratch interview segment for episode number 61. And joining us this week, two very special guests, two former women's hockey players. We have Molly Ilakainen and now Hannah Prow, who is formerly known as Hannah Brooks. Ladies, welcome to the show. And how are we doing today? Good. Um, awesome. Yeah, just uh, enjoying the weather and good. So, so speaking of weather, Molly, you actually just came back from, from the desert city uh, and, you know, uh, the city of Las Vegas, Sin City. So whatever happens stays there, right? Uh, yeah. But what did stay there was a Minnesota Wild overtime victory. And do you, it was, I believe, your first time going to uh, a Vegas Golden Knights game inside T-Mobile Arena. Is that correct? That is correct. It was, it was so cool. Um, I've actually only been to one Wild game. Um, I went to like a college night couple years ago. Um, so I really haven't even been to many wild games in person. So being able to go there, that arena and just their entertainment and everything is just top of the line. And it was just so cool. Um, starting from like a concert outside, you just felt you weren't even going to a game. It was music, DJs, you know, it was just so cool. And then when you get in, me and Joe, we were actually talking about how we wish, we wish they would have actually scored one goal because it was the energy in there was just unbelievable so um it's kind of actually a bummer they didn't score but i wanted the wild to win so we'll take it any way we can get it but it and pretty- uh no before I, I let you have it i i think for those who uh who go to a vegas game whether you're a, a wild fan a gold knight or just a hockey fan it's quickly becoming one of the best fan experiences in the nhl and uh, is that kind of the impression that you got from that oh absolutely um I mean, I would rather go there right now than probably St. Paul. I probably shouldn't say that, but um, no, it really has made a new level for NHL games all around, I think. And a lot of people should probably take a lot from them. Uh, just again, from the minute you get there, you have so much to do. And then the atmosphere, it keeps you involved. And I mean, throughout the whole game, there was always something fun and or just the energy itself was pretty cool. And of course, we're welcoming our second guest on the show, who we've let just sit through a couple of questions here, uh, <laughs> smiling and hanging out. That's uh, Hannah Prow. Hannah, uh, how are you doing uh, on this Monday evening? And uh, last I remember, uh, in the headlines, in the newspapers, in the press releases, uh, you are actually the new player development coach for the Springfield Rifles for the for their girls program. Actually, March sixth of twenty twenty, oh, right yeah. before COVID hit. That was um, a long time ago now. I was gonna say, is that still in the works, or what have you been up to lately? Yeah, so lately, well, I'm actually sitting in Maple Grove, you know, got to have quick access up to St. Cloud for, you know, emergency Buffalo or whatever's needed. So <laughs> me, me and Ethan are living in Maple Grove this summer. So 
that's been nice since his family's from up there and we're still like in the cities. Um, I am not coaching right now just because of everything with obviously COVID. So I haven't coached since like last year um, when we were out in Springfield. And then actually the year before that, I was coaching a division three hockey team that was just starting out in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. So I was kind of doing that on the side as well as um, I work full-time for U.S. Bank. So usually I'm in Minneapolis. Um, I'm giving everyone kind of too much of a life story, but it's kind of my, that's my that. kind of rundown of what I'm up to right now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the piece of this that I can see Nick Maxson smiling, he's going to pull it out here. Nick Maxson actually works for U.S. Bank as well. So I, hey. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to send you a Skype tomorrow then. And, and, <laughs> so it's, it's and funny, and, over. And <laughs> funny enough, before uh, that branch was recently closed, it was at the U.S. Bank uh, inside the Maple Grove Lunds and Byerly's. I'm not even kidding. So I was Wait, literally really? in Yes, I'm now in Golden Valley. Um, not that people need to know that. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a strange feeling now. I'm going to have random people knock on the door uh, to the office uh, now that they know where I work. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that. Funny how the world just kind of shrinks when you get to these. It kind is, of yeah. So I'll have oh, to send you a Teams, I said, since teams. we moved over. Just make sure you have your preferred ID ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gosh, I don't want to talk about work. There's my computer right there, so I'm trying to get away from it. <laughs> it haunts you. It it, yeah. it definitely does. Um, speaking, speaking of things though, Nick, that, uh, is a little bit of play and not a whole lot of work. I'm glad you mentioned, uh, Ethan Prow, of course, Hannah, your husband, former St. Cloud state product, as well as, uh, Ooh. Molly, former St. Cloud state product as well, a husband in Joey Bennick and 33 days away from this recording, we have a big date where Hannah's going to be a bridesmaid Ooh, and, uh, Alyssa Winicky, <laughs> hashtag Alyssa Erickson as well is going to be an attendant. Um, Ken, I guess we'll start with you, Molly, because I guess you're involved in this, apparently. apparently. Uh, June 19th, 2021, what big event is going on in your world? We are getting married, finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we had to postpone it just with COVID from last year, from last June, and um, just with all the hockey life, Joey was still playing. So um, we had to kind of plan it for a summer wedding, and then things just got crazy. So we pushed it to June and it's happening no matter what, but now things are opening up, which ended up being perfect timing for everything. So, um, yeah, getting married. Hannah's coming up North and by yeah. North, I mean, past Brainerd. So that's good. <laughs> Brain north, Brain north. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. It's going to be, um, kind of in a barn in the woods and just Northern Minnesota style, I guess. So it'll be fun. It'll be awesome. And I'm he's like, already, he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on. I told him to show up. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're going to sign here, here, and there, but don't worry about what it says. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Write this check, this note. <laughs> the, the question, Molly, is uh, Joey Bennick, 126 points in four seasons with St. Cloud State. Yeah. What kind of shoes is he going to wear to make sure he's, he looks tall and present for the, uh, for the, for the ceremony there? Yeah. Um, well, I'll be wearing flip flops just because. Because I'm tall and uh, he better wear some tall shoes. <laughs> well, between my family, we have, I mean, I'm the shortest, second shortest um, out of six of us, and I'm five nine. So between my brother, who's six nine, um, and wow. my all my families are, you know, my mom is taller than me and everything. So the whole Bennick side needs a little shoe lift. I think. <laughs> Back in the old day, they called that phone book strapped to your feet. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> certainly, yeah. uh, certainly yeah. doesn't need any problem playing hockey though, spending some time in the AHL and then in Norway and Switzerland for the past four seasons. Before I kick it back over to Nick Molly, one more question about yeah. that wedding date. Uh, um, am I saying this right? Is it Lillehammer, Norway, October 18th? near a waterfall. Uh, can you tell us yeah. how that proposal all went down? Yeah, we, uh, um, he had went out early, so he had to show up for August training camp. And then I met him out um, there in October. So I was only there a week. And so that's why it was so surprising because I just had got there and got past jet lag and all of that. Um, and we actually brought our dog over. So it was super cool, um, super casual. We just were gonna go for a nice hike to get the dog out. And then we, there's a normal path. It's, it's where the Olympics were. So Lilyhammer or Lilyhammer, whatever accent you have sounds the same. <laughs> and uh, there's just a ton of paths and everything from where the Olympics were. And they're all into hiking and all of that. So uh, went to a waterfall and my friend was with, she, she was a nurse there and 
she's like, oh, let's just take a picture. We, you know, you know, you just got here and I love pictures. So I said, sure, why not? And yeah, so Lilyhammer in October and it seems like a while ago, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, pretty pretty big moments I mentioned in your life, uh, Molly. But I had I want to I actually kick it back to you. Uh, a big moment in your life and kind of a big reason why you're here is uh, we, we play a little game uh, that's uh, you, you strap some metal to your feet. There's I think an overcooked uh, Pillsbury biscuit involved. Uh, maybe some some wood the shape of a I don't know some kind of a bent stick. I don't know. He's like, uh, what is going on? I, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> we, we try to have a little bit of creative fun on the show. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but Hannah, what I want to ask you is you know i guess you know first of all are you from minnesota by chance yes yeah okay. i grew up in roseville minnesota okay so at least i'm one of uh, four kids i was the only guy and you know even you know hockey just in this day is just it's a family affair right uh so were there other siblings that uh played hockey and yours as well or number hey. two if that is the case Noah, what's What's up? I'm Hannah. I'm actually going to steal this from Nick and I apologize for this mostly because I actually did some, I'll be over here. here if you need me. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have a little bit of story time on the Huskies warming house podcast, Hannah. And I want to see how accurate I got this. I looked on hockey DB. I swear to God, you don't know somebody that doesn't play hockey. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay. So it's correct. funny you say that because Ethan this year, the first time he went overseas, you're kind of like learning like people's history. Like Molly would probably get that you're kind of like the North American. So people kind of want to see like, all right, who's he, who's his wife, who's right. And I guess his coach called him and he was like, well, I couldn't find much on you, but I found a lot on your wife. (laughs) So he thought it was really funny, but yeah. So I do have a pretty big hockey family, specifically in women's hockey um, that Molly was actually a part of growing up. So my aunt Winnie has kind of been the pioneer for, kind of bringing women's hockey um, almost up and running in a way, like just getting women involved. Um, that That's kind of actually the way that I, I would describe it. She's kind of the, the go-to for women's hockey. So her first name's Winnie and then um, her sisters as well. And my dad, actually, he's the oldest of the six kids, but he was, he's the oldest boy and he played at St. Cloud State. So we definitely have, um, some roots. We actually have half goal for half St. Cloud right now. I, um, I, I saw that. That's a shame. That's a yeah, shame. my cousins are playing for the Gophers. They're real, real good, real good players right now. Um, their last name is Weathington. Um, Carrie Brot was my aunt, and she actually also coached at St. Cloud State. So I have way too many of them running around. It's very scary. <laughs> That's why I'm glad my name's changed. I'm like, I was going to say, you you took all my notes away from me here, Hannah, but I was so intrigued by it. So like you mentioned, your father, Vic, uh, 40 goals, 73 assists, 1986 to 90 for the Huskies. Oh, gosh, I don't know that, but he probably will love the shout-out. Kerry Brout Wethington, 1998 to 2002, WCHA Coach of the Year in 2001, 45 total wins in the program. Uh, your mother, Jennifer, is also an SCSU grad, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? Good uh, shout-out. Madeline, Aud- <laughs> Madeline and Audrey, both cousins playing for the Gophers, and the youngest, Jackie Wethington, plays for Blake High School. Yes. Like you mentioned, Winnie has been playing for the Whitecaps since 2004 after, get this one, 168 points in four years at the University of Minnesota. That's insane. Yeah, as a defenseman, yeah. Chelsea Brote Rosenthal, four years at the U of M until 2006, then restarted with the Whitecaps back in 2018. A huge hiatus coming back and playing hockey. All-tournament team for Roseville and All-State in the early 2000s. Nick, we're, we're only halfway down the list, so bear with me here. Your uncle, Justin Brown, played for Michigan Tech, Oh and the Quad God. City Mallers in the 2000s. <laughs> He's getting a shout out. <laughs> Uncle Craig Rosenthal, coaching three years at Roseville High for the women's program. Yeah. Your grandfather, Jack, played D3 at Hamlin in the 1960s. Of course, your husband, Ethan Prowl, not bad, wore the C for St. Cloud State, 99 points in four years. Played in the AHL and was on loan last year yeah. in Germany. Six collegiate awards and a Hobie Baker finalist. And uh, yeah, so that's not a bad lineup, I would say. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the very last thing, Jack, Vic, Carrie, Winnie, and Chelsea, they're all in the Herbrooks Foundation Youth Hockey Hall of Fame as well. So was there ever a time, Hannah, when <laughs> hockey wasn't a part of your your upbringing or any part of your life? Or was it kind of, were you wearing the skates as soon as you were born? Yeah, basically wearing the skates when I was born. I'd say the only time I wasn't is when golf season kicks in, basically. And then we get all get our golf shoes on, but um yeah, it's always been super hockey focused. 
Um, but the cool thing too, is just being involved in other sports too. I played soccer, golf, and then hockey in high school. So it's good to just be like well-rounded and same with like my family. They didn't always just put the focus on hockey. So that's kind of cool too, to have some other things to keep you grounded and well-rounded is important. So I like that. But hockey's the best, of course. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Nick, I'll throw it over to you in just a second. I want to jump into, as you mentioned, uh, both these players spending uh, their time from 2012 to 2016 with the Huskies. Uh, but that's actually a lie because Molly's first two years were in Providence with the Friars. Uh, 99 points in 140 total games in her collegiate career. I've got a question for you, Molly. Ooh. Who did you score? <laughs> who did you score your first collegiate goal against? Do you remember? Oh, oh, she had so many. If I had to go, I don't remember. But if I have to guess, well, I'd have to. Pro- I want to say it would be. The better question is how many games? Did I want to say I want. Um, Oh, because that's easier. I want, I want to, (laughs) that's easier (laughs) for some reason. I want to say Mercyhurst, but I don't think it is at all. BSU October 5th, your first collegiate goal came Mm. in your first ever game. Oh, okay. Fun. (laughs) Not a bad, not, (laughs) not bad, not bad, not bad. The next year, uh, you had the best face-off percentage in the NCAA uh, 62%, 808 draws, 500 wins in those 808 draws. How about this one? Let's try this one here before I throw it over to Nick. Okay. Who is your first goal against as a Husky? Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> ooh. Just I Jeopardy say- or is this an interview question? Yeah. What, yeah. What is this? I want to, <laughs> I want to say, well, it, well, I guess probably hmm, Ohio. It actually came in your first game as a Husky as well. Oh, Boston University, October 3rd, 2014. No way. <laughs> I'm so bad at this game. I do know, I think, if I remember correctly, my, um, I had a hat trick against North Dakota. That's the only one I know. <laughs> you better that know that one. No, I was going to say, that's probably the only one I know. <laughs> I scored against North Dakota. <laughs> It's one of those little like silly hockey things. We probably how many things you get of like little, I still have the tape from that stick and Joey wants to throw it away every time he sees it. And I'm like, Nope, that's like the littlest thing I have of my hockey career, but I still have the tape from that stick. It sounds so stupid, but I, it was pretty cool. So you can sell Joey it. Can have it. I'll so, take it. <laughs> so is Jeffy over with? Is that I, I, I have oh. a couple I have a couple for okay. Hannah, but I'll let okay. you throw your questions out first. Cool. Um, let's do this because it would be weird to go back and forth. So go ahead and continue, Alex Trebek, with your Jeopardy questions. <laughs> okay. I I've only I think I only have one for Hannah here. And it's it's actually, I believe, along the same lines. Hannah, uh 102 games played for you in your Huskies career, five points. Actually, fun fact, the um your record, your bio um, for your career stats, if you go back and look on the St. Cloud State website, um, it's actually wrong. They have one less goal than you scored. You actually had two in your collegiate career. They only have one. So you should yell at them about that and tell them that it's wrong. But Hannah, yell at them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your second goal was against North Dakota on January 18th of 2014. Who'd you score your first collegiate goal against? Uh, wasn't that Bemidji? It was Bemidji State, January Yay! 4th, 2013. Love it. Yep, so, Nick, yep. that's all I got. Back to you. <laughs> was that a daily double? I think it was. <laughs> that was so, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's dial it back a little bit. Um, now, I want to actually go back to, to you, Miss Hannah, just because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older, for those who can't tell. Um, Noah likes to tell me that every single week just because that's his flex, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but back when, even when I was playing hockey back, uh, you know, when you had to cool ice with basically people blowing on it to keep it cold um, at the, I had one women's hockey player um, that I played with for a couple of years. Her name was Madison Derude. Um, But the question I want to go to uh, for you ladies is first of all, what was the women's hockey scene like when you first started in just from then until even to now, um, what has the growth been like? What have you noticed of the growth of the women's game? I think that's an, an important question to ask especially now that we have the you know the white caps we have the uh the national women's hockey league uh how far has it gone from then until now molly want to go first okay yeah 
Um, I think definitely. Um, so I grew up playing boys hockey, um, probably until squirts, maybe peewees, I think squirts. Um, so I came right over there and then switched into the women's program a little later. Um, and then obviously through college and then it was probably Hannah, it wasn't the, any, the women's league didn't start probably till we, the year right before we graduated, I think was their first year. Right, yeah, like 2015 played, or something. We played them in college sometimes, but they, yeah. it was just like expedition games. I yeah. So the yeah. Whitecaps were going for a while, um, but then the other league. But I definitely think it's it's definitely growing. Um, I think with everything, it can always grow more. Uh, that's always been topics everywhere. Pretty much every women's program or hockey, you know, that you've talked to, how can you outreach more? I think at the Division One level, it's gotten a little bit better than obviously it could be nice in like a lower level, maybe D3. Um, you know, my sister played D3 and, you know, just hearing from different things, I, you know, you hope that things can match a little bit better at different levels and then going into obviously professional, you know, expanding teams or even just getting more games and more spotlights um, is always pretty cool because I think like Hannah was saying, Winnie and just all those pioneers have done so much that you just don't want it to halt. You don't want it to do this so much and then be like, Oh, that's fine. We always want to go better. So uh, definitely think, it's also bringing it back into the communities. I know, um, you know, a lot of college people now are coaching or even going to your small communities and giving back. Hannah is doing all her coaching. Uh, I, I'll try to get back and even my small town of Grand Rapids give back into my community. So it's definitely not just growing. I hope to grow more, but I think like on the professional side, but just bringing the communities back and getting more people that played college or have that, you know, intelligence of hockey to bring it back into the communities would be awesome yeah I think what Molly said about like she had a good point when she mentioned that she played boys hockey I think that was really common I know I did till peewees too and I just don't think there was either the numbers or the programs to be set up so a lot of girls just didn't have an option and and if they wanted to play hockey they'd be playing with the boys um, I even remember like in sports, like braiding my hair up because at tryouts, you just didn't want to be seen like as like a girl or a boy, just like, let's have a clean slate and see like, if I can be on like the most competitive team or, or whatever, without, without that gender um, gap there. But so I think that's a good point. I think there's more, I think there's more out there now for like girls, like young girls to play with girls, which is awesome. Cause I'm sure Molly remembers we were either like getting ready in the different room or you know, you had that like gap where it was fun for us because we were always pushing ourselves more, but it's definitely a different experience when, you know, you're growing up playing, playing with other girls. So I think that's a big difference. And then I also think um, kind of spinning off of what Molly said, I think now that like our age group has like kind of pioneered or like gone through this generation, we're able to give back now and kind of stir up, you know, more exposure, getting more people involved where like where me and Molly were in high school, there weren't as many people that had just gone through girls hockey. There weren't these people maybe like to look up to. So I think that's changed too, where there's like these mass groups of women that have gone through college hockey. They maybe are going pro and now they can give back. And so I think that will funnel back. And I think mm -hmm. that itself makes a difference. Like, you know, expanding to Molly's nieces or my nieces and nephews and just kind of having that influence, I think, um, kind of yeah. can, can make a numbers difference too, and just exposure to the game. So, yeah. And kind of going off that too. Um, I also think it's been a lot different even from probably when me and Hannah grew up. I mean, a lot of times I've talked to people and, you know, I, I was a three sport athlete, you know, a lot of people, Hannah did golf and a lot of people did three sports. And I think a little bit of the change too has created um, a lot of people just play hockey year round now. I mean, there's, I've talked to so many people that, you know, maybe they do a second sport or golf, you know, like just one other for a hobby, but a lot of times your summers and all of this are hockey. So I think it's just the, the nature of getting more, you know, they're making hockey a priority a lot, which can be good and bad. Um, there's conversation yeah. on both sides of it, but definitely there's so much more now, instead of being able to say, Oh, it's only for the winter, you know, now you can go pretty much all year long. There's leagues the whole time. Yeah. So me and Molly used to play summer together. And I feel like it, at the time I would feel like it was a big commitment, but I don't think it was anything compared to what it is now. It was now. Yeah. 
for sure. I really like the uh, the family piece too, as well, talking about how, um, especially when Hannah, we were talking about your family, how they've been able to give back to the game and obviously the Herb Brooks Foundation, you know, on that side as well as recognize them, but just understanding like Molly, for you, your father, Darren played at Duluth in the mid eighties, right? Your sister played at Dartmouth and just continuing to continue and build and grow that. One question I kind of want to build off of Nick's uh, previous question there. Did either of you get a chance to um, see the coverage for the women's world cup of hockey that was supposed to happen in May that got pushed back to August. Um, and it kind of seemed like they didn't even have a contingency plan for that cancellation of that tournament before they, you know, restarted and pushed it back to August. And we kind of see women's hockey sometimes still, especially at the international level, continue to be that afterthought. Um, whoever wants to start first, is there something that you feel like, um, not to kind of put you, you know, in a, in a difficult situation, but is there a spot where you feel like, uh, there maybe can continue to be a growth or a, a kind of a change in parity, if you will, to kind of be on par with, with the men's group. Um, I think it's always, it's always going to be a little bit behind, I think right now. And that's kind of just the reality of it. And if you're honest with it, then um, I think they probably didn't have a plan. Um, you know, it's, it's not giving the, getting the coverage that it needs or it should all that there's, you know, a lot of people that even have gone so, you know, those older people that have now stepped back and that's what they're pushing for and pushing for and pushing for. And, you know, it still don't get all the recognition, you know, to, they should be able to have more games on it. Or I know they just had the women's game at the NHL arena. I mean, that those ranks, you should be able to have a couple games on the opposite days or, you know, like they, they should have more games available for um, women's programs so definitely doesn't get the coverage that it needs. Um, I think that's why a lot of things are still, you know, a lot of people are still pushing and doing the best we can, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, believe, I believe you're mentioning, I think that's part of the Dream Gap Tour that's been a partnership with a bunch of those yeah. NHL programs. Uh, and Hannah, I guess, uh, as you answer this question as well, um, you know, is there, like, if, if you... Um, we're coming up to somebody, you know, who had watched the NHL or watched, you know, men's division one, what would you say to them about going to like an NWHL game and getting them out to those arenas and getting a chance to, for something like the dream gap tour to go see a women's game at uh, the United center in Chicago, for example. Yeah. I know that, I know that it has gotten far from where it started because like, for example, I remember me and Molly had played like the white caps in college and they were just like an independent team. And at that point they were kind of just scraping up just games to play. Um, so even just getting to kind of play college team was kind of an honor for them at that point. So I think if you look at like the grand scheme, there's progress, but obviously like Molly said, there's always, there's always gaps and for obvious reasons too. Um, I think as far as like getting to like, exposure to go to those games I think it ha I think it has gotten a little bit more attention than it used to um I know that even like the I think the Whitecaps now play at Tria that rank and I think for the size like the scale um I think it's a nice size which I think Molly can agree with too because she played at the state tournament at the X and it feels like you're almost like in this unreal rank but it's just it feels empty yeah. kind of thing mm -hmm. so it's yeah. like it, it's hard to know like would you rather play like in a, like a packed rink that's like everyone's in it? Or would you rather play in a bigger rink, but not as many people? I don't know. Cause unfortunately I think that's where the game is for women's hockey right now. So it's all just on preference. Um, that could be a good question for your next podcast guys. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, I want to build off that one more time. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, going through it and then giving back, uh, Molly, I want to start with you. What do you think in your, just your professional opinion based on your experience as a player and now coming out of the game and trying to get back, what is the next step for women's hockey as a whole? What does, you know, what is needed to happen uh, to kind of keep pushing it up, uh, to keep it growing? And I think that's, you know, we can talk about it needs to grow, uh, but that's a very general, but I mean, there, there has to be, you know, uh, there has to be just some stuff that you can hold on to. Stuff that actually has meaning and action. Uh, what do you think needs to happen to keep pushing women's hockey up uh, the ladder versus uh, staying where it's at? 
Yeah, I think building off what Hannah said before about just like, you know, when growing up, we didn't have too many people ahead of us. You know, you knew people or, but now there's been many people that you play with that became Olympians or, you know, that are now retiring and getting back into the community. I think it starts about getting people excited at a young age. I know, you know, there's times where there might not be as much coaching at a youth level. I know that's something that in our small community that's been, you know, the drive of it. Okay. Let's get these eight year olds, 10 year olds. I know they're young, but get them excited because if they can get excited through high school, it's only going to drive the women's program further that they want to then, you know, once you get high school, you're going to want to get to college. Right. So it's getting them from that 12 to 14, pushing them into high school and getting them excited about that. So I think starting young is actually probably really important now. Um, but actually going back to my other comment, I think also, getting not getting them burnt out. I know a lot of a lot of conversations right now is that, you know, I played three sports and I had that break. I had that mental like, you know, I get to enjoy something else. Hockey will be there um, you know, next probably, you know, summer and then winter, but I think getting them not year round. I think it's been so I think people are getting worn out and it's going to come through this next generation coming through. I think it's going to start showing if we don't kind of control that I, I think so I agree with that all right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna restate anything yeah you know Hannah uh, interesting question for you I, I believe you helped Roseville win uh, a state tournament title in 2010 you scored a goal in that championship game if I'm not mistaken uh can you kind of take us through uh you know what it was like kind of being in those younger years those carefree years and being part of kind of a being a pioneer uh in the realm of high school hockey as you moved on um and I going off of this point a little bit more I uh, we've seen this trend not only for um uh, hannah you and molly but also um the gals that are currently on the women's team participating in those usa hockey development camps right and playing in like the high school elite leagues and things like that um is that a big piece um as well that you you thought helped propel you into the collegiate game or uh, as molly said is there a balance between having those development camps versus kind of saying hey we had a great season but maybe we kind of pump the brakes and, and kind of pull off a little bit here yeah i I think the developmental camps were like very crucial for me, uh, for my development. I know Molly was like selected through them too, to continue on and play for the U18 team. And I, I don't want to speak for her, but I think that was a good experience. I, I remember like just pushing myself to a different level because um, it's people kind of all your age for girls hockey. So I thought that was cool. And even just like meeting Molly with that, we got to meet like girls all over the state of Minnesota Molly is like three hours north of me, but um, getting to meet people you probably wouldn't unless you had that connection. So yeah, I think I think the development camps are are cool, and I I think that's not so much the the burnt out aspect. It's probably the <laughs> the addition to that, the um, add-ons and stuff. Because I know that it was it it was a time commitment, but I want to say sometimes the camp were like a week week long, and that was that was the gist of it. So. Um, yeah, I, I had always had a good experience there. And I know we had like a group of people too, that we kind of met me and Molly that we still stay in touch with. So it's cool to see like where they play college and kind of have like connections in the WCHA and even like ODs. So that was neat. Yeah, kind of the cream of the crop of the development piece there, getting better as a hockey player. So both of you, obviously, playing together in the summer, uh, growing up, being teammates uh, uh, through the last two years of your collegiate careers. I, I've got a question between the two of you one-on-one. -on -one, who gets the edge here? <laughs> oh, gosh. Molly oh, is the best. Oh it's God. on the boards. I stand no chance. She's the best board player like you'll ever – you'll ever meet she'll come out with the puck every time that's what my family always says about Molly no. so um the boards I have no chance Roseville did beat us state tournament Hannah okay. you you guys creamed us <laughs> creamed us we almost we almost well, lost. won but okay oh, I think it was an empty net because it wasn't a cream I'm just no, gonna say it was it was close it was close but yeah. um no I think it's been <laughs> fun to go through different levels as friends and then work through it as teammates. Um, I think that's been really cool because different stages, I mean, Hannah Roseville, and then, you know, I went off and it was just cool to see different teams with different successes. And then 
um, we were able to be teammates together. So I thought that was just really cool to see, um, you know, or that we're playing people that we, you know, girls that we grew up with that are in our little group that are playing for UNH or, you know, the Gophers and you're playing them all the time. So it's just really cool to see um, and build the state of hockey like that. So, you know, I, I think what I want to do is take, <laughs> I want, let's pump up extra hockey for a second. Okay. Um, just because I, I know Molly, we've already talked about, you know, your big day coming up. Yeah. Um, Miss Hannah, um, I, I know that with working from home, I'm, insider information but um you know besides you know they're going to be transitioning back to being more um i should say on premise is that correct here pretty soon yeah so for us bank wise we are getting like categorized within the next couple weeks whether we're on site um remote or hybrid i think i'll be hybrid but i'm sure you heard all the emails on that um and kind of rolling <laughs> that out for normalcy here so won't be able to Throw on, throw on the PJs in the morning. We'll have to get myself up and presentable. But um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. I'm, I mean, just being on a team all the time, like in college, you're used to being with people and like that community is like very essential. So it's, I definitely would say that like a hybrid or going back in the office is, is fun. I know Molly even just went on her trip with her coworkers. So Coworkers, obviously you love them, you hate them, but they do make, they do make the days go by. So I'll be excited to get back in the office. And when you're not back in the office, Hannah, or, you know, schooling your husband in a game, you know, <laughs> through some stick handling in the garage, uh, how do you like to, <laughs> all that, right. all that. Well, of course, um, how do you like to spend your free time? What do you do for fun? Besides, we talked about golf earlier is do, uh, if you do play golf, how often do you play per week or is, you know, is it not as much as you would like? Uh, how do you yeah. like to uh, pass the time? I was going to say free time after that. I don't, I don't think I have much. What else is there to do besides hockey and golf? Um, yeah, I actually have gotten to golf a little bit. Um, me and my husband just joined like uh, Midland Hills where we got married. So we've been trying to get out there like two, three times a week. Um, I've been starting to actually get back competitively. So maybe I might do some, comp some, um, some tournaments this summer and maybe get a little bit more competitive with it so i gotta like convert all of this like energy into something so this competitive juice that we don't have anymore because of hockey so. <laughs> so you know one question i'd like to ask too if i could flip it over to molly and we talked about this pre-show speaking of insider information nick uh, a man by the name of caleb peabody who we recently had on the show two weeks ago with go huskies woo uh, Molly, do you happen to know Mr. Peabody? And if so, how so? <laughs> yeah, no, we had some classes at school together um, and then had some projects and stuff. Um, so he he's great. Uh, he's uh, very easy to talk to and helpful. And uh, just when you know somebody that enjoys sports, uh, I think that you, uh, you bond already. Um, so it's really cool just to be able to have classmates and, uh, you know, graduate with people that, just love sports and you can talk anything. Uh, so he's great. Uh, missed the kid. Haven't talked to him in a little while, but yeah, he was awesome. So. Yeah. One of our favorite guys, I would say Nick on our show. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent. He, he loves to troll me. So that makes it fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, uh, he'll do our, that to you. <laughs> if you ever catch our Twitter feed, it's like, you know, he will post, no one does most of the posting for, uh, for the channel. Um, okay. he'll, he'll post something and it's immediately, he's going to twist in some way. He's going to beat me at arm wrestling or do an RKO <laughs> over the top road. I have no idea. I, I, um, I came into how many orders of vowels or Bravo burritos. Yeah. It's, it's not good. So no. <laughs> yeah. also, also Molly, thanks. Uh, yeah. appreciate it. Let her know on what do we let you know? Sa Saturday night, Sunday morning, that if you yeah. wanted to come on the show and you gave us a follow within six hours after that. So Hey, <laughs> growing well, the brand one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is awesome. And, uh, I know just with between traveling and everything, I know nothing's really an excuse, but it's kind of cool even just to get back. I know, uh, we want to get back into the St. Cloud alumni volume of everything. So especially with the frozen four and everything, um, Joey got kind of got to get back into a little swing of things with that. So I know now that things are settling down, it'll be cool to kind of get into alumni stuff and get back into the Husky nation. Huh? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> I just have uh, one more final question for Same. you guys before I kick yeah. it over yeah. to, to Noah. Uh, first of all, ladies, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. But I guess, you know, we'll go back to Aki here a little bit just because that's kind of what we talk about on the show. Yeah. Um, have you guys been following uh, the Ladies Pro's last couple of years? And if, and if so, uh, is there any points where you miss being a part of the organization? Amalia, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously just through, um, they've started reaching out with some alumni groups uh, and then just between social media and checking it out. Um, I've followed the girls program since I've been in it. Uh, I definitely miss the competitive side of things. I think that's for me and Hannah too. You have to put it competitive somewhere in your life. So uh, definitely miss that. Uh, I know they were, I mean, the college program is so grueling, right? So workouts, this, that, school. Uh, don't miss that as much. Uh, I know it, it keeps you disciplined for life and through work and it gets you ready for life. But I miss the competitive. I miss games. Um, hopefully sometime I can join kind of like a women's or a beer league here and do some stuff. But uh, definitely miss it. Uh, I tried to do a little bit over in Europe when we went. Uh, Norway didn't have any girls program essentially so I was just kind of more skating around so that was kind of a bummer since I was there for two years but yeah I miss it and hopefully can get back into it I can still beat up Joe a little bit so it's good <laughs> and, and for you Miss Hannah what what's the what's the feelings like since you've left St. Cloud State yeah I think just like spinning off what she said um there's things you miss about it there's things you could like wish you could go back on and then there's some things you wish you're like nope I'm good I can just do that <laughs> Um, but I do think just like the coaching group, at least that we had, like the coaches, um, were pretty awesome. I think I missed just like kind of having like that role model in your life or someone to kind of reach out to that's always looking out for you. I'd say that's like a big thing that I reflect on is just that coach player relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Um, we obviously don't get that now. Um, but as far as like alumni stuff, I think we have a good group of people. So it makes it kind of feel alive, even with like the Huskies kicking it to the frozen four kind of unites everyone. So, um, yeah, definitely try to get involved with as much with as much stuff for alumni and probably just like Molly said, spinning off of like giving back to the community and we'll be good to go. I, I like that answer. I've got two questions for you here. One long and then one very, very quick one to finish her off here. Um, speaking of alumni, Hannah, um, both of you were actually on the alumni list that we got from Steve McDonald when we asked about players that maybe we could contact. And you two were both at the top of the list as far as players that have continued to stay involved and continue to, you know, really uh, support the program. I, uh, you know, either obviously monetarily, but just kind of with your presence and that sort of thing. And I think that's an important piece to, to mention there that uh, you talk about the growth of the game uh, for those listening or watching the podcast. We've got two people on the bottom of your screen here that are doing just that and setting a really great example. So thank you ladies for doing that for the university. Speaking of the university, Hannah, I want to start with you. Um, and this is my question for both of you. What actually brought you to St. Cloud State? Did you know you were going to be a Husky because of the family lineage from day one? And, uh, you know, for, for people that maybe haven't gone to a single state women's hockey game, what would you tell them now uh, to get them out to a game? Yeah, it's actually funny you're asking me this with Molly on because my first kind of head dream would, was to go out and play um, out east, actually, and like try something new just because I had a lot of family stuff here. So I wanted to give it a try. Um, and well, that, well, that worked out well, Hannah. <laughs> I know. And go and go and, <laughs> and break away and go play at Providence. But so it's kind of funny that um, Lexi and Molly ended up coming back to Minnesota because I just never had to leave. So it worked out. Um, but now I'm like sidetracked of what your question was, but um, yeah, it, well, essentially what, what brought you to, to become a Husky and, and what would oh, you tell okay. people now to come back and continue to watch some St. Cloud State women's hockey? Yes, yes. I think playing the WCHA is the best. That's the best league. I think St. Cloud has such a rich hockey like life and community can't be beat. And I also just think like location wise, like it's fun to meet people that are from like all, a lot of our friends are from Minnesota. It's nice when you graduate to have that connection um a lot of minnesota people maybe people from the cities you're only an hour so from a recruiting tactic um i'll give i'll give out some calls and yeah i'm like getting really into this but it's just a great place to go to go to college um 
think it's a great place program to play for. So just could not say enough good things about it. I like that answer. Molly, I, mine's a two-part question for you as well. First of all, what drew you out to Providence and what drew you back close to home? Yeah, I think kind of starting, you know, I think just being Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota all the way through. So, you know, state of hockey. And then it was just kind of branching out. It was playing new people um, and different, you know, just a different league. And I know there's little room on certain teams. I think when I, Hannah had already committed to St. Cloud um, or there was, there wasn't room at certain places for a lot of people. I think that our class was very small at a lot of different places. There's only room for two here, two there, one there. Um, so I think that hurt our class a little bit more, um, which then funny, you know, with Hannah, we wanted to go out to Providence together and there was eight freshmen, um, my at Providence. So there's a class of eight and I think six of us were Minnesota. <laughs> so, um, it definitely had people going out with us. Uh, there was a lot of people in Minnesota, I think in our, my, our class that went out East. Uh, so I was just excited for a new challenge. Providence was, is a great school. I, you know, if I, I always said, if I didn't play hockey anymore, I would stay out there for the finishing of school. It was a great school. I have nothing bad to say about them. Go Friars too. Um, but I think just, you know, there was a lot of things missing uh, and I, I wasn't happy with hockey at one point. And I think for me in my career, I, I, I gave up, you know, we did so much, my parents and everyone, your life, you gave up so much for hockey to be, happy with it. And I just wasn't happy anymore. And I, I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I just said, you know, I'm going to try to move back, get happy with hockey again. Um, and so, you know, with coach rude too, he is awesome. And when I first kind of interviewed with him and it was just, I think it was, it was like meant to be to come back and enjoy hockey and be with Minnesota people and, you know, players like Hannah and stuff that I've already played with and knew and were friends even after the first years, you know, that I had left too. So it was just getting back into Minnesota. And I think advice moving forward too. I know a lot of people do want to get out and branch out or, you know, want to get away from parents and hockey and, but it's also like what made you a hockey player. So it's, you know, I, I don't regret going out. I enjoyed my two years, but also just being in Minnesota, St. Cloud is awesome. Uh, the community is great for hockey and um, you're going to have the support there. I think, you know, between having the right coaches, I think right now they're on a great streak to have, you know, great coaches and bring people in. And I know they're working hard to get the right players. And that's key too, is they, they really want people that work hard and that are good people. And um, that's also very attractive as a community. You're going to spend <laughs> four years and every single day with these players. So I think it's really getting a culture that, and they have a good culture there. So. Are you sure you're not a recruiter for St. Cloud State? And we just <laughs> that was like really good. I would I would commit again. I think <laughs> I was paid to say that. <laughs> no, I I just think I you know you go through so much experiences with different teams and um you know between men's hockey too and women's and you you put so much effort into everything and I think making hockey fun is probably the top most important thing that I've learned and you know going back to all, all the questions that you said I think that really is, should be the number one thing is hockey is fun because if you're not having fun, it's only going to make things worse or dread going to the rank, which then you're not going to perform. So I think it's just being fun and St. Cloud um, definitely has a culture to do that. And not being burnt out speaking. This yes. is my final question. <laughs> this is my final question here. Speaking of fun and recruiting, my final question for you too, uh, Joey and Ethan. How much, how much are you two going to twist, uh, twist their arms to get them on together on the show for us? Can we count on you, you both to get the job done or what's the story? They're probably there? golfing They're, <laughs> every time we ask them. Yeah. I'll, I'll, he's Joey's I'll make, I'll make him mad only because he has to marry me in 30 days. And so, um, <laughs> if I, if I cut out, I apologize. He's out with our dog right now, but, um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're just we're just worried that whatever you're gonna do is end up making you not married is this like a risky move here what's the story no oh he's he's hiding that's what he's doing because he he's like i knew it. yeah he knew <laughs> he's like i know you're gonna do this to me uh, if i can find him our house, our house really isn't that big but 
It's a Husky Warmer House podcast on the road edition. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, on the road. Hey. I was gonna I say, don't the, know. the fundraising Hello. edition, though, are they both going to be attending uh, the men's golf tournament, the alumni golf tournament coming up soon? When is I, that? I believe, I, Nick. It's, it's in June, I believe. June 30th? Is, oh, it's June. Right? I always thought those, okay, there's a fundraiser because there's the alumni that's August, but is the fundraiser different? Yeah, the fundraiser is different, I believe. Okay, gotcha. I that's end, right. of, end of June, yes. Okay, we're, cool. we're hoping to have Brett Larson on and maybe kind of confirm some more of those dates as they're getting more information coming in too. But uh, speaking of information, both uh, both Molly and Hannah, uh, what a great episode to have you both on it and the yeah. wealth of knowledge that you both uh, brought to the table, especially as far as the perspective of the women's game, uh, being able to live it, eat it, breathe it for, for 20 years. Uh, is there anything uh, that you both would like to add uh, um, before you... We kind of bid you adieu, if you will, uh, to Huskies fans or, or to listeners or to family or to whoever, to whoever the 28,000 members of Hannah's family that play hockey, apparently. <laughs> well, first of all, sorry for taking you a tour of my house. I don't know where I, I lost him somewhere. Beautiful uh, wall art behind you, though. Oh, it's a thank nice tree. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, An MTV producer is yeah. going to call you and start the next episode of Crips. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for having us on. Um, you know, it's great to get you know, just what you guys are doing is awesome and getting, you know, talking about it, having different things, you know, for us talking about women's hockey is that's part of the growth. That's what, you know, talking about it and getting different people to hear it. Um, that's, that's really important. And no, I'm just excited to get back and go Huskies. I think they have a lot with the men's side They're you know, obviously are doing pretty good. So just keeping the women's side going. Um, I think they really do have some good players there that are going to get this program um, continuing to rise up and stay competitive. And so just excited to see what they do. And yeah, thanks for having us. It was awesome. <laughs> it's back to work tomorrow. Back to work. Yeah, That's right. You're welcome. And with that being said, no, I think that will wrap it up here from the Huskies Warehouse Podcast. Again, at Molly Ilakainen and Hannah Prowl. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, we'll be in touch. You guys have a great summer. And again, Molly, congratulations on the big day coming up. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, fun to get a chance to talk with some alumni here no again thanks again to molly and hannah for joining us um you know you, you can tell with when we bring folks onto the show noah that you know those connections that you have as a team right uh there are those that you just keep even when you're far past your playing days you can definitely tell what these two they stay in contact quite a bit uh, it was a really fun conversation and uh, i think there's one thing about hockey the camaraderie that we talked to this is what we're talking about it's not only when you're playing but also you know years afterwards when you know uh, obviously some life developments with, with molly coming in congratulations again to her uh, and you just keep those bonds throughout the essentially the rest of your life yeah, it's amazing. It's actually funny that you mentioned the big day coming up, right, with the wedding in 33 days. You actually look, at, you know, kind of on their actual description of the wedding, you see so many alumni of St. Cloud State, former players, former teammates, you know, people that are on both sides from the men's and the women's team around that time period that have kind of continued to stay together and be that cohesive group. You know, this again, it goes back to not only this podcast, going to weddings, things like that. The game is bigger than hockey, um, but hockey can be a catalyst for those great life moments. And I think we got uh, a taste of that listening to this interview and really excited to kind of see what's going on uh, in, in the world of St. Cloud State, both current players and alumni. But Nick, speaking of current players, we've got a fun nine weeks plan for the show. We do, and that's what's on the docket next. If you want, uh, definitely stick around for uh, episode number 62 here coming up on Mondays. We're going to start our deep dive in some of the off-season uh, news, you could say. We're going to go through each team. Our first team that we'll be covering is Colorado College. They've had no shortage of uh, some of their big moves. Uh, number one, uh, head coaching change, uh, some moves with the transfer portal, also welcoming in uh, some new additions to the squad. So we'll cover all of that and more as we go into next week. Thanks again for joining us. Timer coming, they score! Ripped in! A bomb from Perrix! So Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies alongside. Dwayne Kaprizov in for a chance to win it! He scores! Kirill the thrill is for real! Welcome to the NHL! 
Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title.